All right, what's up, guys? Dave Villa here. Thanks for joining me on Game Changer Podcast. And, uh, Lou, when you get a second, man, turn my ears on, brother, so I can hear myself. There you go. There you go. Hey, I don't know if you've ever talked and couldn't hear yourself, but that would kind of freak you out for a second. Momentarily, I thought I was deaf. But um, so I'm here, and I'm excited about today's show. We're doing something a little different on Game Changer today. Uh, Normally, it's me and one guest, but today we have six people, and uh, we're going to bring on this panel in just a couple of minutes. We have six individuals discussing, is the cold call dead? We had a lively discussion in the sales uh, roundtable Facebook group the other day. We posted a video about uh, cold calling, and we had some great interaction. Matter of fact, I have some comments here we're going to read. I'm going to save some of the comments because some are by the guests that are on today. But a couple of people that, that aren't on the show today but posted, uh, Jeff Glacken, a good friend of, uh, of ours here and a sales director that does a lot of digital selling. He's, he said, salespeople, myself included, occasionally love to make excuses about why they are doing all other activities rather than cold calling. Social, email, data, etc., are all ways to enhance, not avoid the phone. Great comment, Jeff. And um, he said, the phone is the only real way for them to hear the passion and conviction you have about your products and services if you can't stand in front of them. As a matter of fact, I was cold calling and, quote, took a break to check Facebook. It's a constant distraction. So that's, that's one opinion. We've got six people coming on to bring their opinion. These are all sales experts that make great livings in the arena of sales, selling all types of products. So let's talk about that comment by uh, Jeff Glack. And I think that kind of sums up the whole topic of today's show. You know, Jeff said, look, I believe in social selling. Obviously, you guys are watching me on Facebook Live. So we, we believe in selling over social media. But what, where does a cold call come in? I mean, you know, one of, one of the things, one of the, 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 uh, one of the theories I put out there, and I want to get your opinion on this um, as, you, as you comment, and, and maybe even you have a question, we'll let you call in as well in a little bit. But I want to get your opinion on this. My theory in training salespeople is that it's difficult. Cold calling brings rejection. Cold calling brings, you know, I get hung up on. I get, I get cussed at. I get told off. You know, uh, I can't get through the gatekeeper. You know, I, I, I'm making a lot of phone calls, and they see my caller ID today where 15 years ago they didn't see that. So there's constant rejection. Therefore, there must be an easier or better way. So let's, let's talk about that. You know, what is your opinion? You know, we make a lot of money here at IPD over the phone, and I think that we're in an elite category, and it separates us from other people. But what about, what if, what if you're not that good? What if you're not that talented in sales and you just can't get through? I mean, do you get better or you just give up and you get, you know, do you, do you, do you just get on LinkedIn and start messaging people? You know, I wake up every morning. I have an iPhone. I don't know what Android does, but iPhone, you know, those of you that have iPhones, you know this, this motion, right? What is this motion? I'm deleting the emails that I'm not even reading that I get to get down to the ones that I know who they're coming from. So I do that every morning. Well, I have you guys that, that listen to me have, have heard me tell this story, and there's more than one person, but there's a few people that email me every single week or at least every other week. And then they get belligerent with their emails. They'll email me and they'll say, hey, Mr. Villa, I'm hoping I can help you. You know, it looks like through looking at your website that you guys do a great job in content marketing. And I'd love the chance to get with you and see if our companies have some synergies. Hey, listen, reach out to me if you're interested. Okay. Well, first of all, you're weak because you emailed me, right? I have a phone number. Look me up. If you looked at my website, you saw there was a contact information. But then they go a step further. They email me a second time. And they have the guts. 
in the email to say, hey, Mr. Villa, I'm not really sure if you got my first email or not, but I really would like to talk to you about this. By the third email, they're saying something along the lines of, well, either you're not interested or we're not a fit for you. No, how about this? You suck as a salesperson. Pick up the phone. I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't buy CPR from you if I were dying, if I were laying there and I wasn't breathing. Pick up the phone and call me. So I'm going to talk to our experts in just a minute. I see Jonathan Dawson. I think he's the only one Skyping in today. And I want to find out what they say. I want to find out what these guys have to say because they make a living every day, cold calling, social selling. Let's talk about this. We'll be back in 60 seconds. We're going to have the Is the Cold Call Dead panel. You don't want to miss it because it's going to be a group of salespeople that do what you do every day discussing the cold call. We'll be right back. Ears, there you go. Thank you, Luke. All right, so I should have a little patience when it comes to the ears, shouldn't I? So I should talk for, okay, so just, just give me the, so basically talk for five seconds as if I were deaf, yes. and then my ears will come on. All right, you would have no way of knowing this if I were professional, but I'm not. All right, so those of you that are watching, that's what I do. I throw my producer under the bus every chance I can get. All right, we're going to bring our guest on. I have Jonathan Dawson. He is the president and CEO. He's an automotive sales trainer for Psychology Automotive Sales Training. We have Jerry Blackburn, one of our own here. He's one of the best cold callers that we have. He is a national account manager for IPD. He is on the phone. We have Grant Horvath. He is the director of university sales for this movement. We have Crystal Suarez. She actually worked for me um, for eight years, left in 2008. She is the uh, owner of um, Car Care Checks and the Real Health Care, and she is a beast over the phone. We have Christine Plunkett, the Director of Dealer Strategy and Marketing at Dealer Authority. And we have Garrett Luttrell, for, a founder and CEO of AutoMonkey. I don't know what that is, but it sounds pretty cool. All right, guys, gals, thank you for joining us for the cold call, Is the Cold Call Dead panel. And I'm going to start with uh, Jonathan Dawson. And uh, Jonathan, man, you're Skyped in. I, I saw you laughing. Either you were watching something funny or you were listening to my monologue. And um, here's the deal, man. Look, I know your comments that, that you gave on, um, on, uh, you know, on this topic. And I, and I obviously know that you know how to cold call because I've met you. I know you. You're, we're friends. But you, you gave a different perspective on this. I'm going to read one of your comments. Cold calls of all types of marketing is statistically, you said, one of the least effective as a percentage of conversion against time and leads. Obviously, it depends on the product slash service and the type of benefit slash risk being offered, but a true cold call is not your favorite way of marketing. So thanks for joining us, man. Get this thing kicked off, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people agree and disagree on this panel. Uh, what do you say, man? Well, thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts, and I, I, I absolutely agree or stand behind my statement that I made in that uh, post that you did where if you're talking about, first of all, I think uh, cold calls should be somewhat defined, right? So, so for a cold call, some would say a cold call is like literally open up the phone book and call random people. Uh, I think if you're uh, doing that kind of cold calling, it's the absolute most absurd use of your time. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you're talking industry-specific leads where you don't have a familiarity with them or you're not sure what their familiarity is with you or your company, but you're assuming that because of their industry and because of what you do, that you, know, you should be able to provide a, a, a need or a solution uh, for them. If that's your thought process, that's you know, less of a cold call, but still a cold call, even that I think is still a very ineffective use of time. Okay. Now, I say this coming from a place, I started my business uh, as a training company and went out in the field. I did cold calling because I had you know, nobody else and nothing else to do except go out there and, and just knock on doors and try to create business. 
but I was doing face-to-face cold calling, so I was physically showing up in you know dealerships, knocking on doors, trying to get by the gatekeeper there physically. Uh, you run into some unique challenges when you're doing it that way. I wasn't doing it on the phone. I was showing up. Uh, it's a little bit harder to throw somebody out of your building than it is to hang up on them. Uh, but what I discovered was the same thing that applied as a salesperson uh, when I was selling cars before I got uh, on the vendor side. The same thing that applies uh, to what I do now. Referrals is the absolute most effective way to do marketing uh, for uh, for a person to grow their business. So, so what I think is if you're going to say is cold calling dead, I don't think it's dead, but I don't think it's very productive compared to what you can do in other marketing uh, strategies, okay. specifically with referrals. Now, I'm going to give you a very specific example of that, of how I use referrals to uh, take a cold lead into a warm lead. Um, let's say that I want uh, to get attention of somebody. What I'll do is I'll have my clients call that dealer and they will leave voicemails or they will call on my behalf and warm the market up for me. And so what I found is that, uh, and I did this recently and closed an account with 11 dealerships, and I had 10 of my clients call those, uh, the, call the GMs and the owners that I, that I wanted to, to get their attention. I had 10 of my clients call them on the 28th of the month mm-hmm. and say on a voicemail, you know, it's the 28th of the month, I'm a manager myself. The only reason I'm doing this is because Jonathan Dawson asked me to, and I would never do this for anybody else. And if you're getting a phone call on the 28th of the month from another GM or dealer, um, I would say that that should tell you something about the kind of person he is and the kind of things he does for our store. Okay. Uh, take some time and listen to him. All right. Thank so you. That's my style. I okay. like no, no. We, okay, perfect. When, and by the way, Dave Booth, I know Dave's the owner. David Booth is your, uh, is your client. He said this on Facebook, just now popped up. This is your client. He said, I, as I'm watching this live stream traffic jam, Grant Cardone is cold calling me right now. <laughs> That's what he said. He literally said that on line. So let me go to, um, let me, and, 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 and you, you know what, and, and honestly, Jerry Blackburn, who works for us here. Jerry, I want to ask you specifically based on what Jonathan said. I don't think any of us would disagree that referral is is the most effective. I mean, Jerry, you're you're probably some of your most. I mean, you can take it to the bank, Jerry, and like cash the check. I would give you the money like Amscot. That's how confident I am, okay, Jerry, that you're going to close a referral, okay. So I think any of us agree with that. But I mean, if you're trying to grow your business and really take a lion's share, you know, Jerry, talk to, talk about what you heard Jonathan say and maybe your opinion on cold calling. And uh, bring your perspective into this. This is Jerry Blackburn. He's a national account manager here at IPD, one of our top guys over the phone. Jerry? Yes, thank you. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what Jonathan said. I mean, uh, referrals are the lifeblood of, of, of growth, but I also think it goes hand in hand with, with prospecting. You know, um, for me, I, I make my money on the phone, uh, and I'll tell you that 90% of what I do is prospecting customers and getting told no. Um, and, and I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, I don't think cold calling is dead. I think a lot of people shy away from it because it's uncomfortable. Um, and, and what happens is what I've learned is I, I used to only cold call, but I like to supplement with social media and social marketing to help with that. Um, and if I have a way to warm up a call through other, other directions, then I'm going to take that approach as well because I just think you work smarter, not harder, you mm-hmm. know. And, but, I, but I really think that, you know, it, it, to answer the whole topic, is it dead? No, it's it's alive and well. I promise. Like this is how I make my living. This is how everyone um, in this industry at this company makes their living. And uh, I don't think that there is a more effective way to get in touch with a dealer over a social platform other than a phone, because 
here's the deal. They can't feel me through an email yet. I can, I can resonate emotion with them over the phone. And mm -hmm. that's where I think that's where the relationship will start for me. Okay. All right. And we're going to give a chance to Jonathan, you guys to come back and, and retackle re this. I just want to get everybody involved. Let me move on to, to uh, Garrett Luttrell, Garrett, founder and CEO of AutoMonkey. You've heard the comments so far. And I, again, I don't think any, first of all, I teach our guys, you know, that the, 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 when, they, when they sell somebody or even when they do a demo over the phone, they spend 30, 45 minutes on the phone with someone prior to selling them, get a referral. Because I totally agree with Jonathan. If you call a referral up, it's just going to cut through and turn that cold call into a warm or hot call. I don't think anybody would disagree with that, but let's look at when we're really trying to increase our business. You know, uh, Kevin Campbell, Garrett Luttrell, Kevin Campbell, which he's, he's with Kuhn Honda. You probably know Kevin, but he uh, commented on this the other day. He said it's a special skill to earn the business of a total stranger. He said it takes wit, clever follow-up, and process. I would agree with that. Garrett, why don't you comment on this? I know you were, you were in on this discussion live the other day. Uh, weigh in, Garrett Luttrell, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, David. So if we look at prospecting as a, as a whole, it has just exploded in the amount of methods we have to prospect. I believe that several years ago, especially 10, 15, 20 years ago, the amount of uh, tools we had in our belt as salespeople and as dealers was just more limited. So you either had powerful word-of-mouth referral connections because your mother bought a car from somebody, or you had the phone book. And so that's where the term cold calls came from. So what we're dealing with, of course, referrals are still the lifeblood of the industry. And, of course, cold calls are still alive. It's just they're, they're not really cold calls anymore. It's, it's just it's probably towards the bottom of the rung of what we can prospect. It's, it's absolutely it, – it's just it's a cold prospect, maybe mm -hmm. it's a cold nerve. Right. But we just have this huge array of mm -hmm. methods for reaching people and making contact and engaging. And so if you're talking about approaching strangers and, and the art and the beautiful science of getting a stranger to make a buying decision and do business with you, there's just we're, we're more connected than we've ever been right now. So there's less strangers in the world. And so, like, what is a stranger? I have people on my Facebook I've never actually talked to. Mm -hmm. but, so are they a stranger or are they a connection? Right. So I think going forward, we're just going to have a lot more dissolution of that boundary between stranger and connection. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, let me ask this. A couple comments that came in. Tommy Elwell said, I just called David Booth, too. So David Booth evidently is getting blown up by every salesperson watching this right now. David, you shouldn't have said anything. Tyler Smith watching on Facebook said, cold calling will never die. And uh, Christine Plunkett, which is actually on the phone. I'll go to you next. Christine said, face-to-face -face cold calling is strong. You know, Jonathan mentioned that as something that he, he had done, Christine. And so let me get your take on that. I mean, look, I, I can tell you as a person who used to do a lot of face-to-face -face sales, primarily all face-to-face -face sales, I can't tell you how many times I dropped in on someone and, you know, knew where their office was, did a little investigation, you know, went to the gatekeeper, you know, made sure I brought donuts, warmed them up ahead of time, knew where I needed to go and just went straight there. And I got plenty of business that way because isn't part of it, Christine, just getting in front of the decision maker? I mean, isn't that what it's really all about? I mean, here I am a decision maker and, and, and this person doesn't, this person that I'm talking about, I'm telling them I would actually buy something from them if they took the time to call me. I would love to hear their voice. I mean, I'd love to know if they're real, if they're not a robot, right? And um, so, Christine, comment on that and, and weigh in on this whole discussion. Yeah. 
Well, hello, David, and everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, the cold call doesn't exist anymore to me because I don't answer my phone, and I don't think that I'm alone. Um, if anything, we could call it voicemail marketing. Mm -hmm. I do occasionally listen to my voicemails. Maybe once a week I'll go poke through. Um, and even then, there's some I'll just see a random 800 number. I'm just not interested in taking the 30 seconds. If it's uh, transcribed to um, written form, I might read through it very quickly. But I, I'm going to try you this week. I'm going to pick a day and just randomly cold call you and see if I actually get to talk to you. I probably um, would guess I'm going to go through a gatekeeper who will be very polite, uh, pleasant and um, maybe set up a scheduled appointment for me later in the week that you may or may not keep. Um, myself, I was the e-commerce director for a multi-brand. We had 11 uh, brands over seven rooftops, and I was in charge of all of them. I did not have time to answer my phone unless it was someone who I knew what they wanted, and I felt that it was worth my time to um, engage with them. So I don't answer cold calls personally. Okay. Um, I don't. I, if I get stuck on one, I give them the please, please send me your information in an email. Here's my email address. I'll get back to you if we're interested. Um, I do love the in-person cold call. Bring me coffee. Show up at my reception desk. I'll peek out of my window, and then um, I will come and be much more polite to deal with in person. Okay. Um, Okay, so th th thank you for that perspective. And, we'll, again, we're going to come back to you guys all and kind of have a round two here. But let's go to Crystal. You know, Crystal um, it had a comment on Facebook. She's on with us as well. Um, you just commented. Ooh, scroll, scroll me down there. Uh, or to Crystal's comment. Crystal said, if you're leveraging technology and want to work smarter and not harder because time is money, then in certain industries, true cold calling should be dead in today's environment. All right, Crystal, explain that to the listeners. Well, David, I'm sure you more than anybody can appreciate where I'm coming from as far as comparing today's contact sports when it comes to, uh, you know, getting in front of decision makers, specifically in our industry, compared to when I first started doing it in September of 99, where literally we were going down a list and uh, identifying decision makers and calling in and then trying to get them interested in what we had to say. But it, in, in that environment... It was a true cold call. They'd never heard our name before. They'd never heard of our company before. There was not necessarily brand recognition, and I was basically starting from scratch. When I've told you a few times during our boot camp that I haven't cold called in about three and a half years, I started to really think about it, and what I meant by that, uh, I guess psychologically speaking, compared to the way I started in this industry, is that thanks to social media, thanks to LinkedIn, thanks to Facebook, thanks to Twitter, Thanks to the ability to, you know, look at other people's profiles, get them to in turn look at your profile. Uh, you know, psychologically, your name is going to somehow be embedded in their subconscious. So if you're smart and you're consistently getting in front of them uh, with either referrals, results, or something, by the time you maybe have tried a few phone calls, voicemails, I find that when I do get in touch with someone who I know has looked at my profile, who I know has a clue as to what I'm doing and what the nature of my contact may be about, I find that these people seem to you know, react as though they know me, right. even though we've never spoken before. So when I say is the cold call dead, it's definitely no longer anywhere near as cold. Right. As it was when I first started. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to get to Grant here in a second. But I, I got I to gotta say, actually, you started the conversation off, but David, I'm sure you would understand. Actually, I don't. 
And let me tell you why. And, and I get everything that everyone's saying. Maybe I'm the Lone Ranger here, okay? And you guys, maybe I'm Tonto. I don't know. Maybe one of the other, you know, and I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting uh, outnumbered. But I think this, and, and I know Jerry obviously works here. I actually, I actually disagree. Here's why. I, I actually personally, I guess I'm just going to get better, you know, and, and I know what you guys are saying, but I actually can be gotten on the phone. And matter of fact, it's that feeling that when somebody catches me on the phone, I'm like, crap, they caught me on the phone. Crap, they're on the phone with me. Because here's the deal. I'm an easy sell. You know why I'm so protected and why I'm so hard to get a hold of? Man, you can tweet me all day long. Man, you can email me all day long. I love it. I'll tweet you back and I'll even like it and retweet your tweet. I will Facebook, I will, ta- I will, I will share your Facebook post because you know what? You're not talking to me and I can just walk away at any given time. You get me on the phone or you get in front of me, I'm like, crap, what am I going to do now? Because I'm an easy sell. And if you have a solution to a problem, which really that's what it comes down to. And Grant Hawking, which is uh, not on the phone, but he commented the other day. He said, Cole, this is a guy at a dealership that runs Brandon Honda. He works under John Marazzi. He's one of the, the executive managers there. He said, cold call is not dead. Now, this is a guy who gets cold calls, all right? He said, cold call is not dead. No such thing as a cold call if you have a solution to someone's problem. Have to know who you're calling and be prepared when they answer. See, I think that comes down to skill set. Tyler Smith on Facebook, Grant, uh, Grant Horvath, I'll let you comment now. He said, even if I get the send me an email answer, you still got to hear my voice. And if I send an email immediately titled in immediate response, I've at least found your trail. And at the most, I've earned your business. Grant, weigh in. Yeah, so there's been a lot of great points made here so far, and I want to say thank you for having me on today. Um, Something that Crystal said that I thought was absolutely right about was the social psychology awareness that social media and social marketing presents. So in what we do as a business-to-consumer company, we fully prospect and generate warm leads solely online. Over 90% of our business that's been produced over the last 14 months, uh, which is north of a quarter of a million, has been strictly on just building a social awareness. No brand, no branding in terms of our company online. We have um, not, nothing like that. Uh, but in terms of us as an individual, as a salesperson right now, selling on a business consumer, you can grow your your income strictly on just focusing more for for social media. And let me give you three action steps, David. Okay. Um, find a channel. You need to find a channel that, and for me, in my opinion, for you, David, leverage your Twitter account. Other people could be different. It could be LinkedIn. It could be building a business profile on a, on a Facebook page. And simply, it could also be just building another Facebook page that's a personal account that you use for business. And what I, what I would agree with on Crystal is know your decision maker from the beginning. So for us, if we, can't, if we know our decision maker and they're content using another company for our services, what we'll do is we'll go and find their friends that are also people that are involved in the decision-making process we add all of them to our accounts, and then we pepper, we pepper our accounts personally with, with content that's related to their interests. And eventually we so see you that fish. because they're – Yeah, we're fishing. Exactly. We're fishing for the other, other people in their organization that, that would be able to influence them and say, hey, didn't you see this product that they posted about? Right. That's something that we actually might really like. So, so we found that fishing – Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying so you fish. I'm, it, we, we only have a few minutes, so I'm going to give all of you guys. I'm going to end with you, Grant, in just a second. So, but I want to, I want to, I want to use that in the last four or five minutes we have here. I'm going to give you guys all some a chance to say this, Jonathan. I'm going to have you start. And and so, so you fish. I get it, right? We fish. 
But what happens when the fish bites, right? Because the deal is you still have to get on the phone with this person. You still have My experience is even though I bit on something, right, that doesn't mean I'm buying something. And you know what? I bite on a lot of things. And if a lot of people call me, then I'm still getting inundated with calls. And I want to blow you off when I get on the phone with you. So you still have to be good when you get on the phone as well. Jonathan, why don't you give us your closing remarks based on that? And we're going to go down the list and give every one of you guys a chance to, to uh, give your closing remarks on this. We're not going to solve this problem. There's a lot of opinions on it, but this is great dialogue, and I think it's going to help people either way. So, Jonathan, thanks for being with us, man. Go ahead and give us your closing remarks. Actually, I do want to offer some sort of a solution for dealers, especially, which is my client base that I serve um, with uh, okay, sure. vendors and the challenges that they get. So, so first things first, here's a, here's a solution that I was given by a general manager by the name of Richard Lewis, and I thought it was brilliant called on his dealership uh, when I first got to Atlanta and I was trying to get his interest as I was trying to build up some market base here. Um, he actually had two days of the week at an hour carved out in 15-minute segments. So he would allow himself uh, basically eight, uh, eight times a week to sit down with a vendor. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, he had an hour carved out for 15-minute presentations. The, the receptionist kept that calendar right there. So as I walked in, the first thing she said, she said, if you'd like to sit with Richard, he has two days, two hours he schedules for that. You have a 15-minute window that he dedicates to you. Uh, please take one of these time slots and make that your appointment. And so the time could be managed because Richard wanted to capture every resource possible but not be inundated with, uh, with opportunities and, and not know how to manage them. So I think that's a simple solution. Schedule vendor time on purpose intentionally. Give every vendor a earring because you never know who's going to provide that next solution. And then when it comes to trying to get in the door, attention is everything. And whether you need to use the connection you have, like somebody said, uh, look for an influencer who already has the, the decision maker's ear, or find some creative, unique approach to get in the door, video, email. I know Booth mentioned that, yeah. using video or creative video. That's another great way to do it. But you have to break through the clutter and the noise. You have to be a differentiator. So I have my clients call sometimes to warm up the market. Mm -hmm. I send creative videos. I use to, uh, videos to, to warm up the market. I'm trying to do anything I can to pattern interrupt their attention and to get the door open. So uh, I think there's a lot of great ways to cold call, but I don't think true cold calling is effective. I think you have to have an adaptation. You have to use technology and you have to use some of these other uh, means as well. Jonathan Dawson with Cellcology. Make sure you follow him and check out what he's got. Thanks, Jonathan, for hanging out with us. Jerry Blackburn, we're going to go over a couple minutes, guys. Obviously, we're on the Internet here, so we can do that. But let's, let's run through the closing remarks. Jerry, we're going to give you a chance to uh, give your closing remarks on is the cold call dead. Yes, sir. I'll be quick. And, you know, I, I love hearing everyone's different, you know, various opinions on this because I think at the end everyone has their, their key way that they're the most effective. And with me, I'll just say I don't think that it's dead, and I think that I, I actually it's a thriving opportunity, and here's why. With all the different platforms that we have to contact someone and try to capture their attention, people have fallen, let, let the phone kind of fall by the wayside, and it leaves this opportunity for elite people with elite skill sets to hammer these phones, and if they can handle the rejection. You know, in our industry, when I need to get a dealer principal or a general manager's attention, the most effective way that I have found is with this phone, you know, and the reason is, you know, in this industry, they, they, they can't not answer the phone. They still come. So it's up to me. It falls on my shoulders to be able to capture their attention. And I think that, you know, there's a subset of people that are really good at doing that. And if you can find your niche in doing that, you'll be, it'll be a very profitable thing for you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jerry. If you want to reach out to Jerry, you can follow him on Twitter at IPD underscore Jerry. And then on Facebook, Jerry Blackburn. 
And uh, Jerry, man, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, get back on the phone, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yep. No, so let's go to um, Garrett Latrell. Garrett with Auto Monkey. Garrett, give us your closing remarks. David, I appreciate that. I'd like to go back to what you brought up earlier and close on that. Before any real deal is usually done, a phone call or a face-to-face visit will have to be made. Mm-hmm. So in this age of over-information and over-technology, like I was stating earlier, obviously there's a thousand different ways to connect with people now. Don't get caught up in measuring and minor things. Don't get caught up in the Instagram and the Facebook that you forget to pick up the phone and make a call. Thank you. Thank you. You can follow uh, Garrett at Daily Closer. Love that, man. And um, on Twitter and uh, Garrett Luttrell on Facebook. And uh, check out Auto Monkey. We're going to go to uh, Christine Plunkett. Christine, uh, the Director of Dealer Strategy and Marketing at Dealer Authority. And I know you guys are a digital marketing company as well. But I love your perspective um, on a lot of things, Christine. And thanks for joining us. Go ahead and give us your closing remarks and uh, tell the listeners how they can reach you. Um, to Jerry's point, to answer the question that you posed at the beginning, no, it is not dead. Cold calling is not dead. It is, however, um, sick. not for the weak. <laughs> it's not for the weak. It is for the strong, confident. Um, it's a very unique skill set, and it, not many people possess it. I have hired and fired and lost um, countless people that started strong and couldn't handle the monotony of picking up the phone and dealing with individuals who didn't want to hear from them and hanging up on them. So my closing remarks are, I think there's better ways to spend your time, unless you've got a hammer like Jerry, who's just a killer at it and can take the heat. Um, The average everyday person is probably going to find more success, in my opinion, if they focus on social media marketing, our specialty. So, of course, I'm going to say that because I know that that works for me. LinkedIn, personal touches, building those relationships socially, um, and if you have the capability to send an individual, a warm body, into that showroom or into whatever the business is that you want to get, that's going to work every time over any of the other methods because it's very hard to be rude to someone face-to-face. Um, I'd rather see the person using the time on the phone to call prospects, even old ones, three-month-old, six-month-old, even a year-old, old souls. I mean, we're talking automotive here, but uh, they bought a car three years ago from the dealership. I'd rather call that person. At least they have some inkling as to who I am and why I'm calling them. And it's a little easier to get the business that way. All right. Thank you. Uh, follow Christine Plunkett at Mrs. Plunkett15 on Twitter. And you can check her out at Dealer Authority as well. We're going to go Crystal Suarez, and then we'll go to Grant. Crystal, give us your uh, closing remarks. My closing remarks is, David, when I said that you might agree. I was and by the way, your Twitter, your Twitter pictures, Crystal, your Twitter picture has you holding a, like a little make-believe phone, by the way. You know that, right? It's like you're, you're, oh, you're, yes. you know, you're not holding a make-believe tweet or Facebook. You're holding a – I'm just saying. Go ahead. Yes, and, that, and that's what I wanted to clarify because I think you may have misconstrued when I said you might agree that I am somehow against the phone. Now, obviously, one of my main uh, uh, statements to people is let's do a good old-fashioned phone call because in this environment, everything has switched over to digital. So I wanted to clarify my position. If I relied, I would certainly never advocate uh, being the type of salesperson, like you said, David, you wouldn't buy a defibrillator if you were dying, that relies solely on written communication to get a deal. I would starve to death. So what I'm saying is, and I think you would agree with, even you now that you've developed a, uh, you know, a presence on the Internet, the industry knows your name, and I think you would agree that different from 1999 when we first started, if you had a choice to cold call and spend the next two hours on the phone, would you rather cold call dealers that have never heard your name or would you rather cold call dealers that you know for a fact, know what you do, what you're about, 
and know who you are. And I think that's what I'm saying is as far as leveraging uh, and efficiency, I would rather spend my time where I don't have to explain to a dealer why I'm calling, what I do, and what my program is because they at least have that portion covered because I know that they viewed my profile and I'm spending my time contacting people where it's more of a warm call. But no, the phone call and face-to-face communication will never be dead. But for me, it has not been cold for the last four years. And somebody can follow Crystal on Facebook. Crystal, give us your Facebook and uh, your, your Facebook and Twitter handle. Uh, Facebook is just Crystal Suarez. Uh, Twitter, I have to apologize that I haven't been on there for a while. So I think it's at Crystal's Karma. Yes, one. It's on the screen. It's on the screen. Yeah. So somebody can follow you. But make sure you check out Crystal on Facebook. Thank you so much for, for being with me. Grant, I'm going to give you the final word, sir. Yeah, you know what? I think I, what I can do to sum this up, David, is basically agree that everybody's made a good good point here. Cold call is not dead, but you have to leverage the other technologies to get you that cold call presence when it's the right customer to do so. Um, in short, too, I'd also say I'm not a cold call expert. Um, I've done everything in business so far without having to rely on that cold call. But um, I know that moving forward to enhance my skills, I'm going to need that cold call, and that's why – if you haven't signed up already, you need to join David for his sales boot camp here in September as I'll be there working on improving my craft. And I'm uh, really excited to be a part of that and um, just making sure that, uh, as, as for my advice would be, is find the, find the platform, if I can leave anybody with tips, find the platform that's going to help you build your presence to generate warm leads that can turn into a phone call, a text message, or anything of that nature. If you really rely on that, um, you're going to need the technology and um, and I would just highly invest the time to research what that platform is for you and get started. You'll see you'll see immediate results. All right, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Great dialogue. I'm sure we're going to get plenty of comments uh, ongoing as the day goes. So thank you for uh, hanging out, and I look forward to seeing your post on Facebook and uh, your reaction to the comments. All right, so that was Game Changer Podcast. And listen, I did want to save my closing remarks, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to, I didn't want to do it to prolong the conversation, but I wanted to comment on what Crystal said. And, and, and I do believe, and what everyone said, I do believe in social presence. Obviously, again, we're watching this on Facebook Live, and uh, we are heavily um, active in social media. So there's no argument there. Um, g- going along the closing remarks, using Crystal's question to me, would you rather, wouldn't you rather have calls? to somebody who's a warm call that you know that knows who you are and again i'm just kind of paraphrasing this or versus a person who you never talk to that's completely cold and the answer of course is yes i would rather have win the lottery versus not i would rather you know have steak versus you know uh, soup you know i mean but sometimes you got to do what you got to do and so i i think that a choice yes but there's not always a choice and if you want to i feel get to the level of the elite then you're going to have to do some things you don't want to do which include cold calling include not could because i'm limited even though i may know a lot of people you know maybe you don't how can i teach you if you're following me and i say hey i know a lot of people so call people that you know and get referrals what if you're starting out and you want to follow me and you don't know anybody but do i say hey just wait until you know someone so the, the answer to that is I think you have to build it. You have to grow, and you have to use the phone. And if you can learn how to do it, Christine Plunkett said something that's very accurate. It's not dead, but it does take a skill set and a talent that not everyone can do, and a lot of people quit. So here's my piece of advice. Learn how to do it. Get better at it. 
get on the phone, learn how to use the phone, learn how to close like a champion, learn how to get the attention of somebody. When they answer the phone and they go, oh, crap, learn how to turn the old crap into, man, this is going to help me. And you will make not only a good living, you'll make a great living in sales. All right, thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Make sure you check out next week. I'll be with Kelly Ann Collins on Tuesday at noon for Game Changer Podcast. See you then.